0: Mucha viva Fidel, viva Fidel Castro
1: How does the end of 54 years of economic and political embargo sound? In Cuba, the cheers for the Castro brothers that has led the country since 1959 were loud and clear. The announcement of a deal between US President Obama and the Cuban government was greeted with great joy by many ordinary Cubans. They see it as a chance for a better future for themselves. In this short podcast, I look into the recent change in the Cuban-American relationship and ask, what will it mean for the Cubans? Is the optimism of ordinary Cubans realistic? My name is Ole Korskov, and this is a Planet Mundus
2: short. Kilmeteen Ubes.
0: Hier ist das erste deutsche Fernsehen mit der Tagesschau.
1: Ich habe das in einem Library in Havana, Kuba, wo ich auf einem Christmas-Vacation war. I had planned to spend the 17th of December familiarizing myself with the old city in Havana, but that plan went out the window when rumors of a major announcement started spreading. And so, I found myself in a library with 60 locals. We sat and stared at a small 20-inch TV screen that broadcasted the big announcement by the Cuban leader Raul Castro. The speech was celebrated with cheers, tears and lots of applause. Women I'd never talked to hugged me and kissed my cheeks as I left the library. Many feel that this is a chance for a better life. One of those is Daniel, a young man working in a greengrocer in Havana.
0: How did you feel when you heard this news? Oh, very nice. For us it's very very good and incredible because it has been for 56 years with the same politics. And they, they can understand that it's no good because that's politics is just just not good. We are living like 20 years in back of the world, so we will be better now. The price is going to be less, because now Cuba is a very expensive country for us too, for tourists, for us, for everybody. So it's nice, it's great, it's really good. Do you think it's going to change your life? Yeah, yeah. our life, all Cuban people. Well, how do you think your life is going to be different in 10 years? Ooh. Economically, we're going to, to take more, because we need more.
1: Daniel says that Cuba has stuck 20 years in the past. That actually struck me as a very positive outlook. Only 20 years? Really? In Havana, you see businessmen in nice suits, doing business on payphones. If you leave the capital, you see many places where horse-drawn carriages are the normal way to transport yourself. Just 2% of the population has access to the internet. The government doesn't want widespread internet. They fear the online criticism. They've solved that by making internet extremely expensive. A monthly government wage will buy you two hours of internet time. One of the lucky ones that do have internet access is Cuban journalist José Cárdenas. He has four jobs. One of them is a poorly paid job at a government-run newspaper where he has to tow the party line. But he accepts this in order to get the internet access access that enables him to earn a decent wage doing freelance work for foreign media. I asked José how the Cubans reacted when the news of the agreement broke.
0: Nobody could imagine the whole dimension of those announcements, it was a mix of surprise and happiness. We were seeing an American president saying that he once restart diplomatic relationships and begin the end of a 56 years embargo, or blockade as we say. The same embargo that has been pointed as the cause of our economic troubles in the last five decades. Obviously, it was like sunshine in front of our lives.
1: What kind of of country do the Cubans actually want? Are they willing to sacrifice equality and the healthcare system? For freedom and more money?
0: I don't think that Cubans had any disposition to lose their national system of health, education and social security, but yes, they want to increase their consumption opportunities and connect to the world through an open access to internet. That's the goal. But it's the goal too of the government reforms, so most of all aspirations of the common people are reflected by government changes. The discussion still focuses on the speed of changes. I think that people want a country but rich to everybody, and not only in material waves.
1: Danish PhD student in history, Shama van der Voort, who specializes in Cuba, agrees that the government will remain in control of the reforms.
2: Cubans are generally very well educated and very happy with the benefits of the revolution, as are education and to some extent also health care, and are not willing to lose those over a change of government. Uh, there will be a change... It will happen slowly, it will happen gradually, and it will, by and large, be driven by the government responding to uh, demands of civil society.
1: How big a deal is this uh, thaw in Cuban-American relations? And yeah, Can you try to put it in a historic context?
2: Well, it, it's, it's very easy to do that because it's a pretty fucking big deal. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of negotiations between Cuba and the u.s since fidel castro came to power but after 61 there has been no official um diplomatic relations it's all been through back channels that has 54 years of back channel diplomacy that's now going to be held in the open and that's 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 a pretty fucking big deal um also it's it's a signal of american acceptance of the the cuban government which they from the from the the beginning of the cuban revolution in 59 have been trying to to topple has been trying to take down and Mm -hmm. the fact that they're now negotiating with them um, negotiating on equal terms is something that has even bigger historical implications how do you think this is gonna affect the, the cubanese population well, the Cuban population in the United States can now send more money to their family members in Cuba, who then use these, uh, this money to buy property or to um, invest in small businesses. Remittances already make up a very large part of the Cuban BMT. This is expected to be doubled. Is this going to be a, a substantial change
1: for a normal Cuban, do you think? Or is it going to be more of the same, but maybe a
2: little bit better? It's, it's 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 massive, order. It's 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 going to be going to be felt on every on every level of society.
1: In Cuba, some changes are already taking place. It might not be the most dramatic reforms, but still, the symbolic value is very real. Cuban journalist José Cardenas explains:
0: The most important political show in the state-controlled television that until December twenty-seventh named USA as the enemy. From that day, refers to the northern nation as the neighbor. That superficial detail explains a new perspective in the hard sector of Cuban power.
1: Not all Cubans are as optimistic about the development as José. The most famous Cuban regime critic, the blogger Johanny Sanchez, has written that nothing has been won and that the fight must go on. She won't celebrate before the Cuban government releases all political prisoners, ends political repression and ratifies a UN covenant on human rights. And the trees does not grow into heaven. That was established on the 30th of December, where the organizers of an anti-régime demonstration was arrested by the police. The Danish expert on Cuba, Jame van der Voort, sees this as a clear sign that though the Cuban economy might be getting better, many things remain the same.
2: Cuban authorities are not changing their mind about freedom of speech. They're not changing their mind about freedom of organization. It shows that things are mostly business as usual.
1: How exactly the future will play out is dependent on the position of the American Congress. President Obama's tools are limited. If he, for example, wants to end the trade embargo altogether, he will need approval from the Republican-controlled Congress. José Cárdenas agrees that it, despite all of the general optimism, is hard to predict what is going to happen in the near future.
0: The joint announcement began a process that has going to experience advance and step-backs. We are just walking to an unknown future and the way could be dangerous at some points.
2: Thank
1: you
0: for listening to this Planet
1: Mundus short. We would love to read your comments to the show. Find us at hiddengems.dk or planetmundus.com. Here you can also see videos I took from the historic day in Cuba. Today's show was produced by Ole Korsgaard with editing help by Hans Lidke.